Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We're asking, would you move to an island off uh, the coast of Ireland? And what is that experience like? And we're talking about this because the government is offering up to €80,000. This is to purchase a property in uh, some of the country's offshore islands. And Jerry is with us today on the line in Aaron Moore. Jerry, just first of all, what's life like on the island? Oh, it's, it's uh, good morning, good afternoon to to you and all your listeners. Mm. Um, listen, it's, it's it's a beautiful lifestyle on the islands. Uh, it, it's one that that I suppose there's a lot of freedom to it, and and it's really a great place to to raise your children and and to make your life on. Absolutely. The minister announced, I think, the um, the this new plan, the Ireland or the uh, our living islands, I should say, strategy. It was actually on um, Aaron Moore that she she made the announcement. Minister Humphreys, do you think it's a good idea offering cash incentives to buy derelict properties? Well, well, I suppose you know the devil's in the detail as always. Um, I think it's it's a great initiative, um, but but really, I suppose the, the big point here is that the extra that that the islands are going to get for this is really to offset, I think, uh, the costs of getting material to the island. Um, it, it's, it's 20% extra, as simple as that, to to build and, and to, to get your materials onto the island, whether it be from from a needle to a sofa. You know, it all has to come across on the ferries, not just an hour more, but this is, you know, this is consistent with all the islands. So the, the I suppose the, the the increase in that is is to offset the charges. But yeah, listen, every every um every small benefit that that we you know the Minister Humphreys announced is of great benefit to the islands and, and it's something that has to be welcomed. But again, as I say, there has been many a great great uh, policies launched but you know, still gathering dust in, in government buildings. So I mean the onus is on, on the agencies and the minister's department and, and all the agencies involved is to to make this happen, that that'd be my biggest concern, I suppose, to be honest. Um, what's the population, Jerry, on Ironmore at the moment? So at the moment, uh, at this very moment in time, we're probably up to a thousand people. But that's what the advent of of the Irish College on the island. There's, there's up okay. To I was going to say that's high. And, and yeah, it's, it's great this time of year. Year round, now to be honest, it's probably you know sitting around four eighty five hundred people. But but in, in that sense as well, it's it's it's. It's an improvement, believe it or not, yeah. and, and COVID, I, I think COVID did help it in the fact that, that some of the younger people, especially, and, and, and older people, um, moved to the island and, you know, remote working, et cetera, et cetera. So, so COVID hasn't been a bad thing um, for the islands, but again, I suppose we're one of the lucky ones we have. We have a really good, you know, connectivity to the island, and, and it's something that we're working on and has been on the, you know, that been, people have been working on that mm. for years. And, and it's just sort of coming to, coming to roost now at the moment, so... Yeah, uh, in general, it, it's Armour, and I can only speak for Armour, um, it's probably on an upward curve, which is really, really positive. Yeah. And, and, and every announcement has to be welcomed. Like. Uh, Chloe is with us as well, Jerry. Chloe is uh, the island island manager um, for Inishir on the Aran Islands. How long have you lived there, Chloe? Hi, um, I've been living there about two and a half years now. I moved in from Mayo, so we're delighted with the win yesterday. Yeah. That's what happened <laughs> on the island today. And did you, um, are you from Inishir originally or? Um, no, I'm from Lewisburg in Mayo. I'm from a very rural community. We still don't have mobile phone signals, so I'm actually better off on the island. I'm better connected and we have lots of resources. Right. What enticed you to Inishir? Um, I came out on work experience when I was studying in Maynooth University and then I moved back at the end of 2020 when I got the job as island manager. So I'm in my position now about two and a half years and 
it's never boring. There's lots of uh, variety in the job. Um, it's a lovely community. We have a population of about 300 this year. We can get up to 1,000 tourists daily or two, three, four thousand 4,000 in the peak of summer. Um, so it's a busy island for tourism. We have ferries coming from Doolin, Rossville, and we have ARR and uh, flight service from Indravon and Connemara as well. So t- the tourism obviously is a huge component though for Inishir. It is, yeah. We're very lucky on the Aran Isles because we speak Irish. We also have secondary schools that help sustain us. Um, but tourism would be the main source of income and um, keep us busy in the, in the summer season. What's the resident population there, Chloe? Um, since the 2016 census, it was about 280. But we're probably over 300 now. We had a bit of a baby boom during COVID. I think we had 14 new children on the island. Right. Um, and some families managed to move back as well. But even in the new government um, announcement and policy, what we really will be interested in seeing with local authorities, what they will do for planning legislation. Because of the Aran Islands, we're in SAC areas, special area conservation through Europe. And it's very difficult for islanders to get planning um, due to the restrictions. Five centimetre soil depth, we're a rock in the middle of the sea, we're a limestone island. We don't have that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if the government, with the 10-year policy that's just been launched, and um, there's some great initiatives and schemes and that 80,000 that you mentioned at the start to help do up um, some derelict houses. And in a year at the moment, we're lucky we have an increase in population. We're an attractive island to be, but to sustain us into the future, we have about 10 working on the island at the moment from home, from Google and Facebook, Shopify, Amazon. And we have a small hub in our community co-op as well with high-speed internet. So that is the future and we need to plan towards sustainable tourism and having long-term positions for people to work from home mm. on the island. But because housing is definitely a huge issue with planning. The, the, that's the, uh, the detail of this, isn't it? For the €84,000 for the derelict properties. They have to have been vacant for two years though. Is that is that right? Is that the, the catch effectively? Um, I wouldn't be 100% sure on that. The policy has just been launched recently. The action plan is for three years. But what will be really interesting now and what's going to happen and it's exciting for islanders is the subcommittee. So the minister herself um, some Islander representatives from the Islands Division in DRCD and Islanders themselves from Colgan and Cor will sit on that. I think that would be the real chance where we'll get to discuss things in detail and have our voices heard in the next action plan and that we will be part of it and have accountability because up to now, we are very lucky and in my community newswork study and background, um, Islanders in fairness get a lot of access to the department and would know a lot of officials on first name basis. We have great support from them. They're very cargo and air service contracts. Um, we have kind of one-to-one communications with them on a regular basis throughout the year. What will be interesting now is through that subcommittee, how we have accountability, how we put the actions into place, and if the minister varies in the future, depending on elections, at least we have a policy to go by that ensures mm. the islands can have sustainability and whatever priorities are laid out, for example, for next year, the peers are number one priority. We need to break water, we need an extension. For that to happen, we need accountability no matter who's in government, that is carried out okay. and move forward for Islanders. Just on the, 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 um, the point, Jerry, there around the derelict properties, are there many derelict properties lying idle in Arnmore? There, there, probably, there probably is more in Arnmore, to be honest, than there is in the other islands. But again, as Chloe quite rightly pointed out, you know, that is, that is one aspect to it. But, but the biggest issue we seem to be having up here, again, is the, is the restrictions around planning. Uh, and it's ridiculous, I have to say that, but... A lot of young people want to move back and, and build their own house rather than, than renovate or, or, or make up, do up a derelict house. And I can understand that. Um, but, but just some of the, the challenges and, and, you know, the planning around planning issues are, are, you know, really, really hard for them to get through. And it, I think we need to really find a way where, where it's, it's looked more favorably on, on, you know, as Chloe pointed out, there's, you know, 10 people working with, with different companies, online companies, et cetera, et cetera. For every job that's created in the islands, that's the equivalent, I would have said, to almost a thousand jobs in, in rural, you know, urban areas like Dublin. So, I mean, every job is so important. You know, Chloe pointed out there's 10. 
you know that, that's massive and and if, if you could get up up to 20 jobs you know every job created is, is massive mm. so okay. look, it's okay having, having all these these ideas but unless the younger people and, and that's what we have to entice is the younger people from the islands yeah and look at outsiders are welcome to the islands but unless you have the core from the islands coming back to the islands that is where it uh, you know that's how it becomes sustainable okay you know, young people going back in it, t- Tom is with us as well. Tom, I believe you and your partner decided to swap Dublin for Clare Island. Is that right? We did, Andrea. How are you keeping? Good. Um, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. we moved out to Clare Island in January at the start of the year and yeah, we've lived here ever since. Oh, brilliant. So you're just there. You're fr- fresh, basically, off the boat. Only you're only there, what, seven months, six months at this stage? Yeah, yeah. We came over on a stormy day from Ackle one day in January and... Uh, I'd say the Islanders thought we were a bit mad, but since then they've uh, luckily let us in, and uh, we've 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 had a a, a great time. What lured you there? Uh, I have family going way back from the island, so my aunt has a, a house here, um, and she built a little chalkine out the back a few years ago. Uh, um, but so we had the opportunity. We were looking to move out west from Dublin because it was we were looking to move in together, and we couldn't live together up in the capital unfortunately so we we're looking out west and then we we're thinking somewhere like westport or lewisburg and then one day we were visiting Clare island and it was a lovely sunny day and uh it looked very enticing at the time uh we were at our aunt's house so we said we'd move here and it was obviously the best decision we've we've made because yeah. like the people in on Clare island i suppose anyone who's been here would know but it's it's really just a fantastic place and a fantastic community and We've been so lucky to be a part of it these past few months. And is is it more affordable to to yes, look at buying there at, on Clare Island? Tom? It, uh, to buy no now uh, the, 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 there will be very few properties for sale on Clare Island, and uh, I suppose uh, as um, the gentleman from Iron Moore said, if you're building, it's it's quite difficult with materials and everything. Uh, the, the the cost I know that grant will help in that regard, uh, but. In terms of affordability, no, I'd, I'd say it is on par with the mainland at this time um, in terms of house prices. But uh, like, yeah, so that's kind of the way it is with, with yeah. property at the moment. Do you miss the hustle and bustle of Dublin or is island life treating you well? Um, well, we recently won the All-Island Football Championships, the men and the women, Clare <laughs> Island. Uh, and we, we, Aaron Moore were there uh, and in this year. So just to say hard luck to the guys on the line. Uh, so no, it's been great. We've we've had a fantastic time. Like obviously, you don't get to go to concerts or plays or stuff, but we have a guitar group here to choose. They were playing the tunes. Like uh, Maureen in the community center has us down, and like we we create our own entertainment here. You know, yeah. uh, we kind of have our own. We have to entertain ourselves, kind of. So, <laughs> uh, Billy is with us too. Tom, Billy owns um. You, you've cottages, Billy. Is that right on the Blasket Islands? Yeah, I, I think I'm a bit out of my depth in this company, but um, we wouldn't um, the islanders are all out here. But just for the for the summer months, yeah, we manage a few cottages uh, and people rent them out to tourists. Do you think this is a good move? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I suppose if, if people um, can handle the winters out there and they, and they they know what they're getting into, I, I'd for anything to encourage. I suppose I. I just bear with me bear with me Billy for one second I'm just going to try and reconnect with you just stay with us on the line I think we've got Ashling too Ashling, are you there good afternoon 
Andrea, how are you? Good. Hi to, to Jerry and Corey and Tom. How are you guys doing? Do you think this is a good incentive to get people to look at purchasing, giving them grant aid to buy derelict properties in some of the islands? Look, everything everything is welcomed. Everything is good. And the, the proof will be in the making, you know, as to whether we can see people access these houses. And, like, you know, the, not all houses are vacant or derelict properties, but the ones that do, will time will tell over the next couple of months when it does become available if people go for it and or if islanders that like as Jerry saying that have come back or new people moving in like the likes of Tom decide that yeah we're going to give it a shot and that's the only way we can tell but like it's all welcomed because we have to try something and, it, and it's welcome to get something like this coming down from the government as well you know You're part of the you're the chair of the um, the, the Island Voice representative group yes. is that yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the issue, I mean, and a lot of the, the, the various callers today, Jerry and, and Chloe um, in particular, both touched on the fact that it's it's quite difficult for islanders who've left the islands, um, returned back home and now they're looking to not necessarily do up a derelict house, but they want to build. Why, are, why is it more difficult with planning um, on the islands? Like, what, what, what is... A lot of the islands, like that's it's down to the local authorities and the national government. But like a lot of the islands, because they're so beautiful, they're in these special areas of conservation. And you've got to remember, islands. There's a like there's a finite space. There's a definite, you know, boundary. What's there is what's there. So if you think of if you're on the mainland and you and and you want to build, but you know there's an SAC in this area, you can move two three miles down the road. You're still within shooting distance of being in your locality or the area that you want to build in. But if you're on an island and you can't get planning on, on, on your island, you know what I mean? It means you're on the mainland and that's a whole different ball game. And like for me anyway, I, like I find that if people, you know, they go to an island and they, or they come home and they put so, invest so much time and effort to trying to build a house and then if, if or get a, get a house even, and then if it doesn't happen, you know, and they move to the mainland, that's that person who could be with a family, it could be four or five people lost to the island forever. And that's huge when you're talking about that our populations are in the hundreds. You know, so it's, um, we need to have, uh, I suppose, find a balance um, between the environment and humans because we all appreciate, and islanders more than anyone else, have a value and treasure the, the environment and what's good for it. But also we don't want to be living in these absolutely amazing places with flora and fauna and the environment flourishing, but no humans there in about 20 or 30 years time. So, And it's about finding that balance. Yeah, we're talking about this today because of the grant um, that's been offered. Is it, It's 60,000 yeah. for vacant properties and 84,000 for derelict properties. But sure, are there even vacant or derelict properties? Are there many of them even there? Look... Like the the thing about islands is that every one of them is so unique. So, like I'm based down in the the Cork Islands, and I know that on Shirkin Island, where where I work out, there's a handful. There might be three or four, and um, that could be accessed. Right, Bear Island is a whole different kettle of fish. They've got a lot more of them, so this really should benefit them. Um, and that's why we need different a, a number of different schemes because you know this isn't just because of this grant doesn't mean it's going to put a plaster on all of the housing problems up and down the country on the islands it's not it'll fix it it'll help some islands more than it'll help others but look you know Chloe mentioned the new policy like there's lots of different things in the new policy that will hopefully help other islands as well and there's a, a mention there's a nod to the planning so you know with, when when the government bring out their new planning guidelines or rules okay. that, that, that 
in talks we, we should be looking forward to it I'll just bring Billy in there as well Billy is it fair to say that the Blaskets might be a little bit of a, a tougher experience weather wise than some of the other islands yeah I'm not sure if it'll ever get to I don't think it'll ever actually be able to achieve um, the same as the other the other islands I don't think there'll ever be a population here again I think it take too much investment really um, as you can see I'm struggling with the phone reception out here now but um, I'd, I'd be wondering does it does it go far enough I, I heard someone there before me they said 20% increase in bringing products and um, produce mm. to the islands I, I don't even I, I think that's very conservative really so you'd wonder would 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 is it enough incentive really for people but every little helps Every little helps, absolutely. Chloe is with us as well. Chloe, there's a lot of people just getting in touch, you know, wondering yeah. what it's like when you move, if, if you're not an islander originally. Um, well, is it over? Do we over romanticise about it a little bit or sell it to people? Well, you'll always be a blow no matter how long you've lived there. Um, that's the way it is. But I think, well, for my role anyways, um, I'm very involved in the community. I role with community development. I do the youth club and all that as well. I think islands are very safe, welcoming communities. They have huge tolerance as well. They're very used to having the tourism season, to having people in and out, asking the same questions a hundred times every summer, telling the same story. So they've huge tolerance um, and they're very welcoming and open as communities go. They're quite fluid, but I think the winters are definitely harsh in terms of the Aran Islands, um, in terms of in year or pier. There are nights when the crew have to go back to the mainland, they have to leave the islands, we don't have a boat. If there's fog, you're never sure if the helicopter will come in in an emergency, if the lifeboat can't come up. You know, if you're waiting on stocks to come from the mainland, there was January 21, we had three weeks, no cargo. Um, you're, you're looking at supplies, deep freezers, um, making sure that you're planning ahead, nappies, all that kind of stuff that everyone has, the essentials. Um, it's not easy, but I think islanders are very resilient and hopefully with the government policy, things will go from strength to strength. They're great communities, they're safe, they're a great place to have kids, to have families. They're great fun, they're great crack, everyone visits the islands in summer. It's a great place to go on holidays and yeah. there's lots of opportunity but it'll be interesting to see how we can sustain them and, and look at things in terms of the environment and in the longevity of, yeah. of what we can do with our islands. Well I, I can tell you from the text today there's a, certainly a lot of interest anyway um, in this particular proposal. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com as always the email address if you want to get in touch with us. Chloe we leave it there for the moment also Ashling, Billy um, Tom and uh, Jerry with us a little earlier as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.